TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 503rd time. And as you know, I cannot do it without my brother from another mother. He is Australia's king of longevity. He is the wizard of wellness. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. <laughs> Hello, great man. I think we had a little stutter there. Something happened to the interweb. I don't know what happened there, but great to be here with you. And uh, and welcome to those people who are uh, joining us on Facebook for the very, very first time. Um, and for those regulars that are on Facebook joining us uh, live today, it's great. It's great. We're going to we're going to touch on something that might be a little bit titchy. Um, it might ruffle a few feathers. It could press a few buttons. Maybe it might poke the bear. We're, um, we've got a few uh, – I've got some opinions. I've got some ideas. Um, yeah, I've got some ideas. So we're going to talk There's about There's a bit it. in this. It's a little bit. There's a this. bit in this, so strap yourselves in, folks. And a big welcome to Pina Hurley watching us live on 100 Not Out. Kate Parker, Melissa Davies joining us for the first time. Summer Daily, also known as Winter Weekly. Welcome along. And now <laughs> it's time for the big conversation which has been dominating the health waves of the mainstream media, and that is Magda Jabansky's big national health check coming up on the ABC. And boy, oh boy, Damo, it's got people talking. Um, I personally am a fan of any mainstream media content that brings the importance of an improved uh, healthy lifestyle to the conversation. Um, where do you sit, oh, wise one, in this uh promotional campaign that the ABC are going on about the big national health check hosted by Magda. Yeah, well, you sent me an article the other day from The Guardian, um, and I was actually interviewed on the radio um, about two weeks about this, uh, two weeks ago, about this exact topic. Um, Is that right? Want, we'll have yeah, to replay it on my, 100 uh, Not Out. Yeah, people wanted my opinion. Um, and look, to be honest with you, um, I agree with you. Like, I love the idea that we would bring to the mainstream media an opportunity to have a discussion about how you be healthy and well. Now, where I suppose um, ended with this, the more I've digested it, the more I've thought about it, is why Why are we uh, – what's the message? Not why. What is the message that we're trying to get across here? So anyway, when you sent me the Guardian uh, thing the other day, I thought, oh, I'm going to you know, read through this. And it talks about Magda's experience. And she's 61 years old and you know, she'd been yo-yoing through her life and then she blamed wellness. Um, she, blamed, she blamed the wellness industry for where she's at right now. She said that um, it was oh, now us. Now you're starting to trigger me. Yeah, she, she said it was us that, we, you know, and essentially doctors who spoke to her poorly and us that gave her the wrong message that made her feel bad that, you know, essentially resulted in her sky, sky skyrocketing? No, snowballing. Snowballing out of control. And, um, and, you know, subsequently she's put the weight back on. We know that she was the face of Jenny Craig for a period of time and so she would have got paid the big bucks to – to be the face of Jenny Craig and you would expect that that was successful for her. And I think it was to some extent, but then she stopped anyway. Then she was getting chest pain while she was filming this uh, particular uh, TV series. Um, and they took her to the hospital. Um, 
they did a heart check and then they said, oh, no, you're okay, you're all good. But you're on the verge of diabetes and you've, you know, got some high cholesterol and some other bits and pieces. But other than that, you're healthy and well. Now, that really gets me because what it does then is it kind of okays and makes it fine to seesaw, yo-yo, put the weight back on and blame other people for the situation that you're in. And no doubt, you know, at times people have jumped onto bandwagons. Don't get me wrong. I've jumped onto bandwagons for sure. I love a good bandwagon. Yeah, for sure. It's not anyone else's fault that you yo-yo. It's not anyone else's fault that you get out of control um, by any stretch of the imagination. So I took exception to that comment in The Guardian that, you know, it was the people in the wellness industry um, that, you know, caused this problem and the way in which doctors had spoken to her in the past was, you know, rude and offensive and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'm, conf- I'm concerned about the message that's going to come across. I'm excited to see what the message is going to be. But I'm concerned at how it might be taken by people who really need to get a message of health and well-being. We shouldn't be okaying morbid obesity. We shouldn't be okaying that. Because the consequences of it are disastrous, which which doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out. I am I am having a bit of a read on the run here of an interview she did with ABC News, and she says, quote, unquote, the other thing that people don't realise about me is that I was on alternative medicine a wellness kick from the age of six when my father got a very serious cancer. It was just a year after we got to Australia and he pursued all those alternative medicines and then I was sent to a naturopath. I've been sold so much snake oil by alternative medical practitioners but also been very helped by some. It also promoted extreme ideas that were beyond my reach and weren't helpful to me. Um, Diet culture and its worship and promotion of what it thinks to be the healthy ideal really leaves a lot of us out of the picture. So, you know, they are interesting comments, aren't they? Um, And you can't ever take away from someone's experience, but I do think there is an opportunity here to um, um, bring bring a level of responsibility to the conversation as well. I think anyone here that eats eats food and puts food in their mouth, whether they know they're doing it for, you know, conscious reasons or whether they feel like they've got – really unconscious behaviours that they're struggling to really identify with. It's um, really tricky to start pointing the finger at others. We've all been taken for a ride by people in our lives. No doubt about it. I don't think we can blame those people. There's also an element of responsibility where we were in a position where we allowed ourselves to do it as well. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, as an oldest, oldest child Leo that's fiercely independent, I'm all about self-responsibility. Yeah, and and I very rarely, if ever, would ever choose to blame someone else for my problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me too. And you know, we've we've spoken at length over the years, at 100 not out, of our journeys. You know, and we've had you know kind of crazy journeys. I've had a crazy journey through health and well-being, and you know, and here I am in the health and well-being space, having helped tens of thousands of people lose weight. Um, and, and spoken to tens of thousands of people about healthy lifestyle, having done over a thousand podcasts in my career, been on radio for the last 15 years and on television prior to that, having helped heaps of people with good intentions. And it's not my fault that somebody mm. might have gone down the wrong path. I've tried to help people out. So I, I've, I took exception to that comment. I understand that she, you know, kind of felt 
a bit lost and then maybe potentially bereft. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to take responsibility for your own life. It's no one else's responsibility to pick you up off the pavement and uh, and hold your hand to go get you right. You've got to have some level of self-motivation, hence the reason why we, you know, we've been doing this podcast and hence the reason why lots of people listen to this. So, you know, we need to be mindful of that, yeah? Absolutely. Can you hear me? I know I'm blank on Facebook. Have you got me okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, you just kind of disappeared there for a second. I don't know what happened there. Well, yeah, Ecamm's going funky. Well, I think what I would love, and not sure that this will happen, but I would actually love to have a conversation with Magda on this podcast just to get a more – because you only get sound bites and you only get a few lines in articles, but I would love to actually have the deeper meaningful conversation of childhood, early adulthood, um, behaviour, habits, and so on, and what's yeah. made it so difficult in um, adult life. Because it's really easy to have these conversations between nine, and you, you know, you know, this as a health practitioner, you're seeing people between nine a.m. and five p.m. when people have got their game face on, but you're yeah. not with people between five p.m. and nine a.m., which is really where a lot of these patterns and behaviours unfold behind closed doors, and it's really hard to get into people's lives and psyche. And I think it'd just be a really and that's that's where you know no amount of mainstream media um, publicity around living a healthier lifestyle can actually get inside your head around what you do when no one's watching, and yeah. that's really where a lot of this comes unstuck for people. Yeah, I agree with you, PC. I agree with you. And if you get Magda on, I'd be very happy to have that conversation with her, and I'll ask her the same questions. You know, what do you mean by it's our fault? I'd like to ask her that question because at what point do you then take responsibility? So in the article from The Guardian, which is what we're referring to because that's what you sent me, um, it does talk about um, she really built a really nice relationship with her GP, which I think is very important. Um, he was very kind to her and you know took her through a journey. I'd really like to understand what are the things that kind of led to her building that relationship. You know, she's 61 years old now. And so why did it take so long for her to find somebody that she could build a relationship that she trusted? Um, so I'd love to ask that question because we know from a longevity perspective that it's the relationships that actually keep us alive for a long period of time. So, you know, where, why why didn't she build that? Um, I'd love to know that. And then what what was it that made her feel safe about the information that she was getting? You know, the doctors come back and said, oh, you're pre-diabetic. Oh, you've got, you know, X, Y, Z going on. Why was it safe for the doctor to say that and not anybody else when she's been confronted with that in the past? So what was the language that was used? And so maybe the lessons that might come from this are the language pieces, the words, the sentences, the um, the things that the practitioners say with good intention. I don't think, I'm pretty sure most practitioners don't, you know, want to be offensive. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that most practitioners want to be um, helpful and loving and serving. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that's the case. So I'd be fascinated to, you know, to learn more about that. So maybe we can get that from Magda if you can get her on, mate. And, and my perspective just on practitioners, regardless of this topic, is, you know, my best mate's a naturopath. I'm married to a chiropractor. I've got a lot of medical doctors in my world. And if there's one thing that I've learned as a consumer – there's some incredible naturopaths and some absolute shockers. There's some amazing chiropractors and some absolute shockers. There are some remarkable uh, GPs uh, and medical professionals and some absolute shockers, just like there's some great mechanics and some absolute shockers. And so 100%. whenever you enter into um, a relationship with a human being, um, you're going to find across a broad spectrum of humanity that there's really good ones and there's some pretty average ones in this lifetime. Um, and I think wiping or... Um, 
and, and you know, and, and in fairness, in one of the quotes that I read out from Magda, she she didn't lay the snake oil on an entire profession, but she did say that you know there's there's also some that she's actually been very, very helped by. But I just think people can very easily lose the context of some of those comments and feel like that there's a broad brush approach. And I just think, you know, in the context of this conversation, this isn't to be defensive of one profession over another. More than anything, this is being defensive of taking self-responsibility for one's health and not thinking Mm. that the doctor can make you well. Um, Whoever you choose to go and see in life, it's not the dietitian that makes you well or the doctor. They can help you, but they can't make it happen. And I think that's a really – and I'm probably thinking that's what you're a bit nervous about is – What's the message that's going to come out of this show? Is it that there's self-responsibility that's that's required, which would be fabulous if it is, but if it's more like we have to depend even more on a health system that is really struggling, then that's going to be, uh, you know, just another reason why people go, oh no, too hard. I can't even get into my doctor, let alone, you know, um, make a shift in my in my um, lifestyle. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think the other thing is too, I want to make sure that in the messaging, we're not just talking, you're not rehashing old antiquated information. So I don't want them to say, oh, I did a cholesterol test, your cholesterol is mildly elevated, so we gave you some statin drugs. Like that would be the worst case scenario. Or you're pre-diabetic, so we gave you some metformin to deal with your insulin resistance. Like what a piece of horse poo that would be. So, you know. <laughs> you can go like, on eating your, your hot chips and your yeah. party pies and your sausage rolls. Yeah, because we're going to medicate this out of you so i just yeah. i'm worried about that and because it's gone down that route that's what i'm most concerned about because it's that's not the answer that's not the solution that's a band-aid for a let's call it a situation and we don't want to have that happening <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we stop there well we'll stop on that one this has been um this has been Again, we could keep on talking about this, but in the interest of time, we're going to record another episode now. But I'd really like people just to consider when they're consuming any form of mainstream media, what what are you going to take away from it that's empowering? I think in, in the context of Magda's big national health check, I just think bringing the conversation to the to the wider audience is a great thing. But we've got to be really diligent in what we take away from it and, and what we really have to be big on is not actually thinking that someone else is going to make us well this responsibility is is going to be absolutely massive absolutely yep absolutely thank you pc cool thank you damo and to everyone that's been uh, joining us on this podcast either on the socials at 100 not out on facebook uh instagram you can catch us live on facebook um we're also on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the rest. We love your support of the podcast. Go and give Damo um, a big shout-out over at DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. If you love doing ratings and reviews, I've started doing Google reviews and ratings when I get asked by companies. I actually feel a little buzz of joy when I do it. I'm a pretty optimistic, uh, fun-loving guy with my reviews. Um, so yeah. if you feel the same way about us, go and give us a five-star fun-loving review. It gives people a bit more trust when they go, should I listen to these guys? Mm. We think we're worth listening to so if you uh feel the same way come and join us in review land if you want to come to another land we're going to ikaria the little greek island known as the island where people forget to die june 12 to 21 in 2023 it's coming around quicker than you think so join us by applying at 100notout.com that's 100notout.com all the details about our trip to ikaria are there and until next week as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life bye for now 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.